Good morning and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's Friday, March 6th. I'm Sammy Purcell, news editor. And I'm Kendall Tamer, copy editor. Today we'll take a look at our top stories from this week, including a review of the Dixie Chicks' new song, PAX East preparing for coronavirus, and Bostonians getting educated on rising sea levels. Let's get started so you can start your day. More than 150 people gathered Tuesday night to get a head start handling the repercussions of sea level rise, which, according to Climate Central models, is expected to cause widespread flooding throughout Boston by 2070. Nature is a hard negotiator, said Deputy Director of Mystic River Watershed Association Julie Wormser, who was the featured speaker Tuesday night. When you get record flooding, your high ground is no longer high enough. The Wicked High Tides Forum, hosted by the Museum of Science in a hall lined by dinosaur fossils, tree rings, and artificial tornadoes, use interactive games and expert-led discussion to encourage Boston residents to look toward the future and start planning for sea level rise now. Discussion leaders at 12 tables led participants through a sea level rise resilience game created in collaboration with Northeastern University, University of Arizona, and NOAA SciStarter. The game forces players to develop a plan to save the make-believe city of Kingstown from the devastating impacts of sea level rise, including storm surges up to 17 feet. However, the diverse economic, environmental, and social needs of Kingstown's residents modeled the difficult real-world decisions to come. You don't build your way out of all of these challenges. You also kindness your way out, Wormser said. Boston will have to be different. It doesn't have to be worse. This story was reported by Caitlin Faltz. It's been 14 years since their last new full-length album, 17 since Maine's commented on then-President George W. Bush on a stage in London, and since the Dixie Chicks were effectively cut out of the country music industry. Since then, they've had solo and side projects, featured on Beyonce's Daddy Lessons, and even cameoed on Taylor Swift's recent album, Lover. They toured some of their classics like Not Ready to Make Nice and Cold Day in July from 2016 to 2017, releasing their live album DCXMMXVI in 2018. Now the Dixie Chicks are back, and they don't mean to be shy about it. The iconic country girl gang released the title song of their new album, Gaslighter, Wednesday. The full album is set to be released in early May. Fans new and old will enjoy the classic Dixie Chicks energy of the track. Hopefully, they'll carry that vibe throughout the album, which will be their last studio record with Sony, after which they're expected to sign a new record deal or become an independent group. This story was reported by Hannah Harn. To read the rest of the review, go to bunewsservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. The Boston Convention Center stepped up sanitation measures over fear of the coronavirus during PAX East, an annual gaming convention. The move came after Sony canceled their appearance at the convention and other developers pulled out or reduced their presence shortly after. Take a look at what steps the convention center took and hear what attendees had to say. This story originally aired on BU TV 10. This story was reported by Paige Colley. To see the rest of the video, visit bunewsservice.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. Massachusetts is moving ahead with detailed plans to combat the potential spread of the COVID-19 virus as Quincy lawmakers joined Governor Charlie Baker on Thursday to dispel concerns about coronavirus. This remains a low threat, Baker told reporters at the State House Thursday. I would just remind everybody that we have 30,000 affirmed flu cases this year already, and that just presents the ones that have actually been swabbed. I'm sure there are far more of those. That was echoed by State Representative Tacky Chan and State Senator John Keenan, who acknowledged higher levels of anxiety and discrimination in the community based on Quincy's large Chinese population. 
As a result of the stigma, there has been a clear negative impact on businesses owned by different Asian ethnic groups, Chan wrote in a Facebook post. While COVID-19 is a critical global health issue that deserves great attention, it should not take away our ability to support our local businesses. Apprehension over the outbreak of the disease, which was originally detected in Wuhan, China, as, and has since spread to infect more than 82,000 worldwide, has escalated, having an impact on the global economy and sparking unease over a potential pandemic. There has been more than 60 cases of the virus reported in the United States, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, with the vast majority of them stemming from residents who have traveled abroad or had been in close contact with people who had. This story was reported by Shannon Larson. Last but not least, a review of I Am Not Okay With This. It's been a year since Sidney Novak's father killed himself in the basement of their home. I Am Not Okay With This is a show about a 15-year-old's grief, her strained relationship with her working-class mother, and her newly discovered superpowers. But for the most part, it's about her navigating life as a high schooler. She's in love with her best friend, Dina, and nothing feels quite as earth-shattering as unreciprocated love in your teens. Although this kid just might literally shatter the earth. Shows that strive to paint an accurate picture of adolescence have been performing well in recent years. Within the first minute of the show, one is reminded of The End of the Effing World, also created by Jonathan N. Whistle. The End of the Effing World, along with Sex Education and Stranger Things, use a similar dull, small-town setting as a contrast for the turmoil of puberty and first love. But I Am Not Okay With This has nothing new to say. It uses the same storytelling approach and production design as The End of the Effing World, but it doesn't contain the same charm in its whimsy, nor the same poignancy in its grief. This story was reported by Anushka Dalmia. For the rest of the review, visit bunewsservice.com slash podcast. That's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. For the full versions of this week's stories, visit bunewsservice.com slash podcast and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers, Caitlin Folds, Hannah Harn, Paige Colley, Anushka Dalmia, and Shannon Larson. We'd also like to thank our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Harn. And be sure to check out our latest episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors to discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at bunewsservice.com slash podcast for more information. Mm-hmm.